Hey, welcome to Spock Adjacent, the love letter from the Michelle Mission to everything Star Trek. My name is Lynn, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. We are deep in the heart of reviewing season two of Star Trek Discovery. And tonight we are reviewing episode nine, Project Daedalus. Yeah. Which hit CBS All Access on March 14th of 2019, directed by Jonathan Frakes of Star Trek Next Generation fame. And from a story written by Michelle Paradise. Admiral Cornwell joins Discovery to interrogate Spock and brings video footage depicting Spock murdering three people. Lieutenant Commander Arium's backstory is revealed. Burnham and Spock attempt to discover why the Red Angel chose Spock but end up arguing. Discovery approaches a former penal colony, which is the Section 31 headquarters and the location where the encoded message was sent in the previous episode. The ship is damaged, attempting to cross a minefield. Burnham, Arium, and Nan beam over to the headquarters where they find Section 31's four leaders that were killed weeks ago. Saru discovers the footage of the supposed murders was faked using a hologram and deduces that Starfleet's control artificial intelligence itself is responsible. Arium, under controls power, attacks Burnham and Nan and attempts to download all the Galactic Sphere's knowledge of AI to control. Tilly appeals to Arium's emotional memories, enabling Arium to regain limited control. She tells Burnham she is responsible for everything and to seek out Project Daedalus. Nan ejects Arium out of an airlock before Arium can re-enter the station to kill the crew and then finish the download. What say you, Vince, of Project Daedalus? Oh, this is a great episode. Wasn't it, though? This was a great episode. And I actually did not notice that Jonathan Frakes directed it. But as soon as you said it, I said, of course Jonathan Frakes directed <laughs> it. Like, like I went back over to my head and said, yeah, this, this, this is Frakes. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about it. Where Wait a minute, do- I'm just curious. Was there anything in particular about the episode that, like, once you realized it was him, you said, ah. There were two particular shots where they they, they zoomed in mm-hmm. on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And they started upside down. Yeah. And kind of flipped it. Yeah. And Frakes always does really interesting shots. Okay. Of Real the interesting camera movements with that. You, yeah, you know, yeah. the camera movements and... You get a real sense of place with Jonathan. You, you know, I think shooting the bridge is tricky, mm-hmm. which, you know, frankly, why I think they they use so much of of the um that that flash effect. Oh, the flare. The the flare in J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yeah. Which was kind of a cheat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously Jonathan Frakes has history. And an experience yeah. with, with shooting the bridge. So the bridge in particular, I thought it felt very Star Trek bridgey this week. Okay. So okay. that. And then, you know, I think he's just a good director. He is. Just generally a good director. But, you, you know, I, I thought the direction was great. I've I've done a complete 180 since the beginning. Dickhead Spock <laughs> is my absolute favorite thing ever. <laughs> I could watch a whole series of Star Trek shorts mm-hmm. 
of Spock and 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 Burnham just snipping at one another. Yeah, yeah. Like they the 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 chess scene was maybe my favorite scene of the series. Like like I loved it that much. Mm-hmm. And and it was it 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 was sort of built off of Star Trek history. Yep. It didn't feel like pandering to nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Again, they feel like siblings. Mm-hmm. You get that they still love one another. And it is that love, like no one really stabs you up like someone you love. So Spock telling her that she takes all this guilt onto herself mm-hmm. rather than feel, I thought was was a great moment. Yeah. And you you know, it's it's just sort of that great insightfulness that you get with Spock. Yes. Like it was a very Spock moment. Arium, I was like, okay, Star Trek. Like, like you're really flexing a little bit, kind of making this wonderful character, building this wonderful backstory mm-hmm. just to kill her at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I said, okay, Star Trek, slow down. Like you're not Jack Kirby or, you know, Grant <laughs> Morrison. You can't just be burning up good ideas that fast. But if they did, which, you know, I'm, I don't know if they're going to back her up into another body or, like, I'm not sure how it's going to work. I don't see that happening. But I thought it, I thought it was a great, you know, it, this episode works as a great one-off. Even though I don't think the series has earned the emotion that the interpersonal relationships were supposed to evoke. Right. I thought, I thought Arium was a great character. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought she was a great character. Um, you know, Pike, Pike is Pike. Pike is, you know, he's a maverick and, and you know, and and he's all mavericky and <laughs> and, and, and square jawed. And, you know, I like that Anson Mount. Yeah. Which, you know, have you, have you seen the news? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, you kind of knew. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. For those who don't know, like I, right. Anson Mount uh, had only signed a one-year contract to Star Trek Discovery and thus will be leaving in five more episodes uh, with the conclusion of season two. Yeah. And Rebecca Romain is also leaving, which, you know, maybe knocks out my theory right, that number right. one would take over. But, I mean, you know, frankly, put somebody else in that wig. Could you really tell the difference if she was recast? Well, only because she's only done the one. She's scene. only right. She's only been in the one scene. There's so five they, more episodes. She, it, I have a funny feeling she's going to be. She's going to turn up again. Right. And do more. Right. So that, therefore, because it we'll, does seem weird that she'd be there for one scene. Right. And then, like, then she's out. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I got a funny feeling she's going to be back. Um, and you'll, you know, you'll, you, she'll either grow on you or she won't. It won't matter. She's only got one season. She's leaving. I think she's going. I think number. I'm. You know what? I'm sticking with my theory, and they're going to recast number one. Okay. All right. But what did you think? I love the episode. I did. There. I have. There's a a pick that I or a knit that I need to pick, uh, but I'll do so in a little bit. But I loved it from the direction mm-hmm. of of it. Um, you speaking about Jonathan Frakes and how he shoots the the bridge. He, I, I think the sense, especially because he spent so much time on a bridge, right? Uh, he realizes that it could be very 
stagey. Yes. And he tries to, you know, uh, subvert that as much as he can with his staging. And I appreciate I appreciate that attempt. So I appreciate everything that he did. I also appreciated this. Again, I love any time that, you know, you learn more of the crew. Right. So not only do you learn more about Aram and her backstory, but you kind of get a, a little glimpse and see a little bit more from Nan, the, yeah. the security uh, chief. Yeah. You know, and seeing her do her job. Right. A little bit. Um, especially, which really pays off in the end, and I'll get that to, to in a minute. Um, now that I think about it, there are two nits that I need to pick. Uh, but I loved it. I love, I love Spock. Yeah. I and I love his dynamic with um with Burnham. I can't I can't say enough for it. Ethan Peck, who was is the actor playing Spock, he has totally made me forget uh Jeremy Sisto. Okay. And I think the reason is because no with all due respect to Jeremy, who I thought did a good job in the Star Trek movies. Right. You know, with Chris Pine and everything like that. There was a bit to his performance uh, that felt a little too beholden to Leonard Nimoy's. It was a little cosplay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas this one, I think because he's playing a younger Spock. Yeah. Has a lot more uh, license to be to step out of that role. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I think while this is set 10 years before the original series, I think they're still playing fast and loose with that uh, continuity. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know whether or not this Spock grows to become original series Spock, uh, but I like this Spock. And, you know, it's reading a lot into that very little menagerie footage Mm -hmm. but something that i i do like like sort of shaggy spock yeah his haircut is a little shaggier in the cage footage it is and i'd I'd forgotten about that until they showed it in front of the episode in front of that last last week's episode so you know if if you kind of go by the haircut it, it it you know it works it does it does work yeah. it does work his dynamic with with uh with burnham is is spot on i really i really am digging it i uh and i and i also like it because there are few people that have been on this show in the two seasons that have given it to burnham as much as she gives it to everyone else right so that's what i like and that's another aspect of siblings yeah you know as much as she gets along with saru as much as she gets along with tilly and everyone else nobody really checks her but so much and gets under her skin no no yeah no i think the only people that get under her skin uh, coincidentally are the people that are probably the closest to her spock her brother and Giorgio, yes, who she saw almost like a mother yeah, figure. Yeah, mother figure. Yeah, sure. you know. So I, I think I think it's kind of telling that those are the ones that like you know really creep under her skin, right? Um. So I I dug their whole whole dynamic. I I I really dug it. Um. And I also like. Uh, I want to make sure that I get her name. Oh man, I don't I don't see it here listed in the in the. The actress who plays uh, 
Admiral Cornwell. Yeah. Yeah, she is good. She's very good. She is good. She's very good. And I, I and I'm not seeing her name right here. Maybe you can pull it up while I uh, while I talk about her. She is I like that she comes on and she is just no joke. She's just she's by the books. However, you know, she's a little bit like Pike. Right. You know, she she she's down for the down and dirty when needs be. That would be Jane Brooke. Jane Brooke, yes. Uh, I I I just when she comes on, I get like a good feeling. I'm yeah. Like, All right, some good some good stuff gonna happen. She on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I really I really dug I dug her dynamic with with uh with Pike. Um, I I like the whole the special effects, them having to get away from the mines, them flying. I mean, oh my god, I just loved every aspect of this show. Right. I love that you know the. The bridge crew again. It's the women on this joint that are flexing. You know, yeah, oh, the yeah. guy is the communicator chief. Yeah, Pike is the captain. Saru sits there on the bridge. Who goes down? Who goes? Who is the away team? It's chicks. Nothing but chicks. Yeah, hardcore chicks. Yeah, getting the job done. Who's yeah. flying this joint? Chicks. Yeah, getting the job done. Nobody Google hardcore chicks. That might take the, okay. you somewhere. No, no, yeah, don't, yeah, don't go there. Don't mm-hmm. go there. Um. Yeah, they, I mean, they're just no joke. I love that aspect of yeah. this of of this uh, series and right. and and this episode. The continuation of the whole mystery. Eh, I think this, like you said, I think this is a little bit of a one and done. This offshoot to right. thirty one and them kind of like paying off the whole um, control AI taking control of Arium and now, stuff. Have they mentioned the AI before? No, it really doesn't come into play until Cornwell comes to Right. I'd never heard the AI mentioned before this episode. I thought no. I'd miss something. No, no, no. She she brings that up because and they're like, whoa, what's going on, right, going on here? Right. But then you start connecting the dots how right. it plays out with with Arium. Um so I was I was digging at and and you knew you knew you knew I mean I mean it's it's basic television one on one. But you knew that stuff was going to go left the second that Arian was like, so you need those to breathe, right? <laughs> Seemed like that's a bit of a design flaw for security. That's my little nit. Really? Like, for you to be security, it seems like you should be able to have something besides that that can't be countered by pulling something off your face. Well, y- you've got to think that, true. However, she was in the presence, as far as she knew, of her you know her crewmates. You figure if you can't let your hair down a little bit there. Yeah, but when she beamed down, it was still just hanging there. Well, she needed no. It, it, um, she had it on. She went and restored uh, uh, life support. Right. So they were able to take the open up their helmets. So, but then she was still in that oxygen area, so she needed it to breathe. But that's my point. Like. It seems like the security person. So you saying she should need ha- something else, right? She should have like you know, like I'll accept it on the ship, right? But like when you go down, you need like a mouth guard or something. Yeah, but a mouth guard, something, anything bigger, is even easier to to be damaged or. Look, man, they figured out how to upload that woman's body into a robot. I think they can figure out how to fix something that's not going to keep. Well, it, to be fair. It's something that is just attached, and by the look of it, by the look of when she pulled it, 
there was blood. So yeah. it, it wasn't just glued. Oh, so maybe she used robot strength yeah, to pull it, it out completely. It was, it's like in a little bit, it was an implant. All right. You know what I mean? All right. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just like a, 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 a Bluetooth. Okay. <laughs> apparatus that allowed her to breathe. Well, now that we've moved into nitpick period, and I do have one, I have a little one. This is just a general nitpick okay. whenever they show this stuff. I think this is yet another moment that points to how ridiculous Jordy's whole visor was. <laughs> like, they uploaded that woman's entire persona into this robot body, mm-hmm. but Jordy has to wear the uh, Scott Summers Cyclops visor. In order for him to see. Yes, it seems like they should have prosthetic eyes. I mean, like, but maybe you that's have, an ongoing beef I've had. With but maybe Jordan. you have the choice. He just had a black man look ridiculous. I honestly never thought. I never thought he looked. Ridiculous. I never liked that visor. And my favorite thing about I forget which movie it was was when they actually gave him some eyes. Well, they didn't actually give him eyes. He had little implants. Yeah, on the yeah, but I mean, he didn't have a ridiculous frisbee around his head but anyway it actually never bothered me it always bothered me jordy you know we're not gonna get off on jordy jordy's whole deal i gave the side eye to so go really yeah oh man oh man jordy was a little asexual well no he tried See right there. <laughs> See right there. It's not for right trying. There. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's you, Jordy? You get me off on a whole different. Go. What's not for what, lack of trying? Yes. What's your I mean, you pick? Right. He got the hologram girl. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh huh. Uh, seven years. <laughs> seven years. I thought he got somebody else. I, so all I, I remember so. is the hologram girl no, who ended up being the great love of his life. And the, Yeah, because then when she came for real, he yeah. was like, um, it, Okay. Which wasn't creepy at all, <laughs> even then. Well, it was creepy. His girlfriend even said, like, like brother got to be on the, the, the weirdo. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, nitpick number one. Nitpick number one. Uh, is is uh, uh um okay? I'll jump t- to the end. Okay, where Arium is threatening to you know open up the door because she's uh, Burnham locked her locked her away. Right, she's going to open up the door. She's going to she's going to kill them all and everything like that. And Burnham's going back and forth about what what to do, what yes. to do, and everything like that. And the, the the crew on the Discovery is like, yo, you gotta open the airlock, all this, yada, yada, yada. Nobody cared about where Don was. Right. I'm like, yo, have you seen like even like you would think Burnham would like like yo, where's Don? I mean, I think it was a little time uh, sensitive. Like they had to deal with the problem. Okay. I don't think they forgot about it. it was well, just... But the second to me, the second she locks girlfriend away, mm-hmm. the, like behind that door. Yeah. I'm going to at least give a cursory look for where Nan was. Because when we started banging, she was around here. Right. So where's Nan? Yeah, I didn't mind that. Because it was it was a lot going on. Oh, I, okay. All right. But uh, leave it to Nan showing her true, earning her stripes as the security chief. Yeah, she makes hard decisions. Because like she's like, burn up, look, I ain't got no time right. for no BS. Right. Shoom. Plus, that heifer pulled that thing out of my face. 
Exactly. So I like that. Okay. I, I, I did like that. So yay, non. All right. Now, my bigger nitpick. Your bigger nit to pick. Is about Arium. Okay. And it's this. Until this episode, we didn't know what Arium's backstory was right. at all. And considering that there are um, crew members of all type of races on this ship, it was, I think, fairly safe to assume, unless you're one of those people that goes looking through every, you know, Star Trek wiki or, right, right, or right. memory alpha, whatever right, it's called. Right. Fans. Fans. Yes. That, that, that does that. Um I think it was safe to assume that Arium was maybe from some type of planet of artificial intelligence. Oh, I don't know if it was safe to assume that. Well, I actually never thought that until this exact second when you said it. Well, I thought you it. thought she was from a planet of sentient robot people. Yes. Oh, that would have been neat. Or or, or robotic in a sense. Who's okay. To say of the, you know. Um, and 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 I didn't necessarily assume that, but that was like my first thing. Okay. My first thing is that she was a she was an alien of a sort. Let's put it that way. Okay, that's interesting. I I thought she was just a robot. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Even if you did just think that she was an artificial intelligence right. itself. With this episode, you find out, like you said, that she is actually someone, maybe named Ariel, maybe not. Right. You don't know. In her for lack of a better word, consciousness. Right, it's like a full body prosthetic. Right, uploaded into this robot. Whom they then apparently kill off at the end of the episode. Right, though I don't understand why they couldn't just back her up. Well, I don't, I, the, the idea is like, and maybe they will later, right. like you said. Maybe they will pull her right. like later. They made, a, they made such a huge deal about the fact that well, she had offloaded all her memories. Offloading all your memories is not the same as whatever it is that is you. Sure. See, now we're moving into Black Mirror territory. Well, we are. But before we go there. Easy Star Trek. Well, well, this ain't really your wheelhouse. Well, but you know what? Hey, they're not afraid to go there. Apparently not. That, hey, you know, yeah. that's that's what counts right. for sci-fi yeah, now. Like, Look at Star Trek flexing. So I ain't mad at them for that. However, okay. what I am a little eh about is that... With this episode, we find out that Arium was once human. Right. And then you have all these scenes that play out, and then they they she dies. Yes. I'm wondering, the pessimist in me, mm-hmm. if they were afraid, the writers and producers were afraid, that we would not have the same emotional pull mm-hmm. or tug at the heart for the character if she was strictly an alien or just a robot. I think that's fair. And because of, because I think that having her have the backstory of a human is a bit of a cheat. Well, <clears throat> I think I think the problem is if you're going to have an alien because by definition it's it's foreign to us you have to build them up mm-hmm. so you know if this if saru had died right it would have been way more affecting right because they've spent the time to build that character the the problem with this and and you know again like i said i'm i'm surprised 
that they did it. And I'm surprised that it worked so well because they haven't really built this crew. It's like this year, like to me, like the first thing I thought was this would have been a great third season or fourth season episode. Okay. Because this is a season, you know, they're slowly but surely building up the crew. And, and, you know, and frankly, if you go back to, we talked about it. If you go back to the first season of next generation, it's all over the place. Like it takes a second for them to establish character. Mm-hmm. For them to build this character and kill her in the same episode, I agree with you. But I also think they had to do that because they built this character in one episode. Okay, but I think you could have built the character and she still could have been an alien and or robot. I think it would have been much more difficult. Why? Well, first of all, first of all, if she was a robot, because the robot, the Tin Man story, the Tin Man story only has a couple of different beats. Okay. Star Trek has pretty much burnt the Tin Man story with data. True. So when I said I thought she was a robot, I really did think they were going to do an early version of the data thing. Okay. And then, you know, when you find out she's a human, like to me, the most fascinating part, like I joked about it being Black Mirror-ish, but that's really a compliment. Like that whole thing about her having to pick and choose which memory she keeps. Mm -hmm. And then, like you just said, what makes her her isn't tied to her memories. Right. But a lot of people would argue otherwise. Fair. Like, like if you get hit in the head and you wake up tomorrow, I mean, it's, it's regarding Henry. Mm-hmm. Like, you wake up tomorrow and you don't remember anything of your life, you basically become a brand new person. Right. Like, you've been reset. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Again, I, I think it's a a weird fit for Star Trek. Like, like that's that 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 sort of transhumanism and like Star Trek. You know, I guess they kind of sort of did it with Dax mm-hmm. to a certain extent, right? But this isn't really Star Trek's deal. So I was kind of interested in them fitting that within Star Trek, and then you know, then she's gone. So I don't know if I don't know if I'm contradicting you, if I'm agreeing with you, but I do think it was a weird fit. For them to do it all in one episode. Even though, for the most part, I think it worked. No, I did think it worked. I mean, yeah. I, and it definitely pulled on me. I actually liked the scenes of her, um, you know, the memories that they showed. I loved it. You know? I thought they played it very subtly with the information that her husband or fiance had died in mm-hmm. that crash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, this is the defining moment. Yeah. And everything you needed to know is in that like 30 seconds with the little bottle of sand, with them saying they're coming back, with her, you know. So. Yeah. And it, like I said, it was just, it was a little, it was a little eh for me. I, I, I would be very surprised if this is the last we see of Ariel. Really? I, I, wouldn't actually i yeah. i, I find a feeling this is going to be it well yeah like i said they 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 flexing real hard <laughs> burning up an idea like that they are but you know hey they they're flexing again this flexing. this is jack kirby grant morrison territory <laughs> it's like non-different fantastic ideas on one page and then you turn the page and it's non more because i'm jack kirby 
So, but digging it. I'm digging it. I'm um, I'm bummed though. Finding out that Anson Mount is not going to be back next season. Wow, you really thought he was going to be around. Well, I, I like him. I mean, I like him too, but I like him. That's what happens when you name him Pike. Well, not necessarily. It's, it's 10 years before. His story hasn't been written. He can stay around. He can stay around. He does not have to go. He does not have to go. Well, you know. At all. Well, apparently he is. No, I don't like it. Well, I mean, okay, that's cool because now you can just you can get somebody in that you can kind of play around with, and and then maybe after two years we can get a status quo. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, right. I would I would appreciate that discovery. I'm liking what you're doing, but you know, this you ain't perfect. I could do a Captain Saru. It would be interesting to see I Captain could do Saru. A Captain Saru. And that might be interesting. You know, I still don't think we're finished with him evolving, but but you know, if we've put a cat you know if we put a bow on that and maybe i'm seeing foreshadowing where there's not foreshadowing i could do captain saru yeah me too um well is there anything else you 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 want to cover you we looking no, forward no, no, no. i know we're we're locked and loaded we yeah are in. absolutely there's five more episodes I'm, this season i'm digging it i am digging it uh next episode is Titled the Red Angel. I don't know anything that's going to happen. Right, right, right. And I, I love, I love that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, one other thing. Okay. Tilly's starting to get on my nerves. Tilly, yeah. I think they're playing this yeah, whole. Yeah, it's yeah. That whole like, it's getting a little grating. Yeah. You know, I understand that she got a bad bump. And she's still probably coming around. Um, but, yeah. No, I can see that. She's she's burning up her goodwill with me, but she still has goodwill. I don't understand why an, an ensign is all up in the mix as much as she is. Well. Like, I feel like if I was one of the lieutenants or one of the other officers on the bridge, I'm like, why? Why is her ass always up in the captain? Like, why is she always around? Well, she's the one that has the ideas. They they ain't offering nothing. Yeah, you know. you know I mean, you got the two two people flying. No, okay, no, no, I get that, but it's a big old ship. Like, she should be working in a department somewhere. Like, why is she always around? Well, well yeah, because sometimes she's in engineering. Right, I, I assume she was in engineering. I think she's an engineer because she's not bridge crew, right? She's just always around. Well, she was she was working on the she was she was important because she was helping them decode or transcribe or whatever. When she's not grading, I don't think about it. But But now she's grading, and now you're thinking, right? Like you know, like I don't want to use the word Wesley, but. Go sit down. It was so, on my tongue too. Right, like, Wesley was on my. Go tongue. sit down. So why are you always here? Do you have something to do? At least she doesn't have Wesley's uh, sweater. <laughs> no, she doesn't. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a very good thing. So we've got that going for her. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, we hope you're locked and loaded with us. Absolutely. Um. Oh, Vince, I have another treat for you, real quick. All right. Before we get out of here. Um, last week we reviewed episodes seven and eight of Star Trek Discovery season two. Yes. Um, and, and that was the, and it was within those two episodes that Star Trek went full Spock. Yes. Right. 
but they had some nostalgia. And I told you how on SoundCloud people can leave us comments in time. Yes. Well, it appears that along with that episode, George Kamona. Yes. Lovable George. Yes. Oh, he was a typing fool. <laughs> so I, I will now read for you in succession George Kamona's comments in regards to our last episode of Spock Adjacent. At 14 minutes and 32 seconds, he says, look like Brainiac. <laughs> 14 minutes and 56 seconds. Temporal Cold War 2. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I think that's where we're headed. Mm. See, a lot of Star Trek people don't know about the Temporal Cold War because they ain't see Enterprise. And frankly, they didn't do it that well on Enterprise. No, they didn't. They, they, so. they, 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 well, they tried. They tried. <laughs> uh, 15 minutes, 33 seconds. That opening was fire. Okay. Yeah. True, yeah. True enough. 19 minutes, 26 seconds. He's going to the dark side. I wonder who we're talking about. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. 26 minutes, 17 seconds. They had them floating cleaners for the after fight. Ah, remember? Oh, yeah. I like that. That was, a, that was a nice little Ash detail. And, um, yeah. Yeah. The little robots came out. Wilbur. The, the little Roomba, the Roombas. The yeah. space Roombas. They just came out. Yeah. Like, that was a nice little detail. Yeah, because they just came and yeah. you know, swept up and kept yeah. it moving. That was that was kind of cool. Um, 26 seconds, 49, 26 minutes, 49 seconds. No, the Admiral said, we're talking to her. Mm. Remember when they were on Section 31 ship, the hologram um, Starfleet? Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and they, and they That's checked, right. dude. Talking is your show. <laughs> That's right. And you know this was a good episode because she wasn't even on it and it was good. I know. And George Cremona, at 28 minutes and 20 seconds, he leaves us with that Orville two-parter was a nice lift of best of both worlds. He's talking about the two-parter oh, okay. of the Orville that you- I, I, I still haven't seen. Man, I'm telling you, the, or, the Orville, don't get me wrong. It ain't great. I'm gonna watch your episodes. And there's some, there's one. I mean, there's a bunch of things that bother me, but there's one thing about this this show that really bothers me. But I I don't want to talk about it until you watch the okay, show. Okay, fair enough. But uh, there you go. So so George is lock and step with us. We hope you are too, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Following us on Spock Adjacent, available on MeshowMission.com, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and any place and every place a good podcast be, including the Podglomerate Podcast Network of Curated Podcasts, just for you. Until next week, he's Vince, I'm Len, and parting we say, peace and long life.